0: welcome to the consulting curve podcast the community approach to clients and consulting brought to you each week by peter selby founder of bizdrivers.biz a trusted profit and growth advisory to companies and consultants around the world tune in each week and learn how you too can take that journey from corporate to consulting anyway Welcome to another episode of the Consulting Curve. This is Kevin Pruitt, your host, and I am once again joined by Peter Selby. Peter, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Pleasure as always.
1: Yes, I'm looking forward to today actually.
0: So, little little personal note here. Uh, we were talking just before we we hit the recording button, and, and Peter mentioned something to me. He said, "Yeah, you know, I'm normally like biking or surfing, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at myself, thinking, I am." I am a loser. I just, I, I am going to have to get a little bit more active. And uh, you know, Peter's putting me to shame. But uh, man, I'm looking forward to it's been a little, little bit since we caught up and and uh, looking forward to another great topic in this, this whole space around advising in the new economy. And, you know, it's kind of looking back and just we've, we've done 11 episodes, you know, previously in this series and covered a lot of ground and and uh, you know we're kind of trying to wrap up the the third driver you know in the in this in this entire uh, I guess system that we've talked about since since uh, we started the series and and this one really is a it's a customer choice driver and it's really designed to look at just leveraging you know the network and the community and it really is how do you how do you utilize, or how do you develop, or, or how are you engaging a wider skill set, you know, as an advisor, as a consultant, and just to get us started today? Elaine, what does it mean to when you when you use the word wide skill set? What are you
1: talking about? Great question. And look, one of the areas we see people leaving potential revenue on the table more than anywhere else is quite often consultants are relying on their experience to deliver outcomes for a customer. And, you know, generally speaking, business advisors are pretty skilled people. They've got a lot of experience behind them and they can solve a lot of problems. There's no doubt about that. But everybody gravitates towards some sort of central skill set, be it a financial background or a sales background or operational background, whatever it may be. And what we see people quite often is not having an appetite to solve wider problems because it falls out their sphere of experience. Um, and if you have access to a wider capability and can solve a wider range of business problems, of course, your practice can, can embrace a lot more uh, revenue as a result and, and could have, and can embrace a lot more customers. And if we think about the drivers of having more customer choice, we're talking here about more, not choices customers make, but having more ch- customers to choose from, the wider set of um, problems you can solve for the customer, the, the wider choice of customers you can engage in the first place. So that, you know, that is a fundamental area that we see people missing out on just, just probably more than anywhere else. Um, you know, it's, it is hard to pick because there's so many challenges people face, but it's certainly one of the common areas that we see people could be earning a lot more revenue or certainly having a wider choice of customers if they could tap into a wider set of solutions to solve problems. And that normally means experts at some level. So, um, uh, you know, it's not just about having the tools, uh, it's having the experience to solve a wider set problem. I mean, you imagine if you're a, I don't know, a finance guru and you're helping a customer solve some financial problems, but they've got a deep supply chain issue. You know, what we see c- consultants doing is either saying, sorry, I can't help you with that, or, hey, I know this guy, go talk to him, or this this deal. go talk to her, whatever it may be, um, instead of having that skill set within his revenue stream. So... Um, or, or her revenue stream, should I say? So, you know, that's what we're talking about here when we say wider skill sets. If you think of all the different business disciplines there are, and all the problems that customers need solving, and, it, and it's not as infinite as it sounds because most businesses are struggling with the same things, then it's being able to have that a, a much more business wide approach to problem solving.
0: I uh, I was thinking You're about
1: that, but, there, but did I answer your question? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I I was you know kind of thinking about the the business term TAM, you know, the what's the total available market or total accessible market, you know, and it it, it seems like it would be limited if you didn't leverage, you know, this this wider network or this this leveraging a wider skill set, and it's it's not just the 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 capacity from an experience standpoint, it seems like it's also a physical capacity. You know, you can have more than one person in, in your community, in your network, you know, addressing problems together. So you're, you're, it's more of a team approach than this, you know, we talked on multiple episodes about team versus lone wolf, you know, approach. And, and uh, I I know you've got horror stories of, of people trying to take on projects as a lone wolf that. That uh, quickly, I would say, they got over their head and and probably damaged reputation, uh, you know, damaged their future ability to to bid on projects, and uh, you know, just the the list goes on.
1: Yeah, look, that's a really good point. So it's not just about widening the range of expertise; it's widening the capacity, the resource capacity. So again, you're not limiting yourself to, to delivering a an assignment that that would need three full-time people on it. You can now take that assignment on. Um, And the other thing is about what you have inside your revenue stream in your business. So, you know, a very common thing we see is that if somebody, if somebody has a customer that's trying to solve a problem that the consultant doesn't know how to solve to try and help their customer and do the right thing, of course, they'll connect them to somebody they do know that can solve that. But now that revenue's gone, it's gone to someone else and you don't have that reputation of being able to solve that problem. So the access is on two fronts. It is being able to access, you know, build a community around you that can either help you solve a wider set of problems or help you deliver larger assignments or indeed even position for those in the first place. It
0: can be a mixture of all of those things. I I think about the difference between being like a tradesperson and a general contractor, you know, even in the construction industry. I mean, a tradesperson can go in and they can do, you know, fine carpentry or they can do plumbing or electrical or, you know, just the the specific task. But a general contractor kind of manages the project and, you know, kind of oversees and he utilizes the skill set of these tradesmen you know to deliver you know on the promise of of you know whatever they the project that they happen to be working on so it is it's the the difference and and they also learn from each other you know the, well, the consultants would learn from each other based on you know a gap in their skill set they can learn from other people that they
1: would bring on board with them yeah look i mean i can give you a a case in point you know when we're helping other consultants they One of the ways we do that is bring them into our community and our community has a wide range of resources, um, a wide range of skills and things that people can tap into. And we had a a member recently deliver a a project that took three other people to deliver it. And in actual fact, he didn't actually do any of the work. He managed the customer relationship. He's known the customer for a long time. And uh, the customer trusts him as a trusted advisor, but he's now able to have conversations with his client about a much wider range of problems, yeah. and delivered a, a successful assignment that was a reasonable size. You know, it had it had three consultants in it, um, all of which he picked out of the out of the community. So, what I'm saying here really is is building, becoming part of some sort of community um, where you can tap into resource that you trust. the other thing is you've got to be able to pin your reputation on whoever's going to deliver that work for you so you it's you know loose connections or knowing of people isn't good enough you need to have people that you work have worked alongside before or at least you know have got a, a certain level of capability that you're willing to hang your brand on um if they're going to deliver work on your behalf so um that's kind of where you really want to try and form a trusted community of some kind around you. Um, now, you know, I would also say it's not for everybody. If somebody's very, very niche and very specialist, uh, and that's the only problem they solve and that's their market, then that's not so necessary. But generally, our experience when we've been helping consultants is they're trying to solve multiple problems and some they're very confident about and some they're not the stuff they're not confident about they tend to let go and uh, if you can capture that you've got the ability to double your business overnight just by being, having that resource so um in fact probably more more than that you know you could double or treble it overnight just by having that trusted resource around you yeah and of course I, yeah. you've got to build that community and, and that takes right. time so, and they're
0: vetted I mean, you vet people before they come into your community too. So, I mean, you know well,
1: who's coming we've in. We've got a community that people can tap into. But what I'm talking about here, if you're going to build your own, um, there's quite a bit of effort required to do that. You know, you need, mm-hmm. you, you test it out slowly. So you bring someone else into your world and you might test them and do a bit of work with them. And that might be that skill set. So then you've got to bring someone else in and test them out. And it, so building a community can take a long time. Um, to work with trusted allies, you know. Um, But it is becoming more and more, I don't know if common's the right word, it's certainly becoming more and more of a requirement because businesses are looking much more for end-to-end providers. They're not, they seem to be losing the appetite to engage several different companies to solve a set of problems. Um, And they tend to, you know, they're looking more and more to find somebody that can solve multiple problems. So I think the need is going to keep increasing. Um, and and my tip today really is for people to s- think about how they build that community around them. And it does take a lot. I mean, we we have a community we plug people in when they join us. But, you know, that's taken us three or four years to build or longer than that. It's taken years for us to build the community we have around us as a company um, of both from both ends of it, actually, from customers and from um, consultants, we sort of have two communities that we've built over time. Um, we tend to be quite strategic with our customers; we're not and, and do time, you know, have them as customers for for years and do work with them on and off and repeat business as a as a, as a model. Um, so we built a customer community as well, but I mean, that, not everybody does that, right? But, just from experience those communities take years to get right um, so if you haven't got anything or you don't have access to anything like that then the sooner you can start thinking about how you do that the better you know?
0: and you talked about earlier delivering on the promise you know type thing that that says you know if you're taking on these these larger more complex you know issues um, you want to be able to deliver on the promise you want to you want to be able to solve a wide range of issues because it's going you know bigger projects are going to demand you know a higher level of of efficiency and expertise and and uh you know there's the stakes are just higher you know on on larger projects
1: well and the reporting regime is higher as well so if you're just going to manage the relationship and have other on your behalf how do you give the client transparency of your activities over the the previous week or the previous month or whatever it may be so there's a bit of an art to that engagement process and how you report activities and making sure the customer's got transparency of activity and all of those things so that you know there's a lot to learn if you're gonna if you're gonna move into the realm of of, of bringing more stuff into your revenue stream and being able to do assignments that take multiple delivery then there is a bit of an art to doing that but i mean like anything else you learn by doing yeah. but, uh, but certainly you know that I think why why communities take so long to build is you've you've got to hang your brand on it you know so these people you're working alongside so need to understand you and how you engage your customers and your ethos of doing business and you need to understand theirs and you need to be able to trust them and um, you know they're quite often at your customers when you're not because you're not there all the time they're managing the work for you. So there's a huge element of trust required in all this.
0: You know, another thing that I, I'm thinking about as you were, you were talking, it's not just about the trust side of things, it's also about confidence, you know, confidence in being able to deliver. And, and you know, I our good friend, I mean, I, I look at, uh, I think of Brendan O'Keefe that who we interviewed, I think in episode oh, yeah. five, you know, I mean, just seeing him over time, how his confidence has changed because he has the backing of the community behind him so when he's when he's talking to a potential client about you know delivering on that promise i mean he it's it's not just him it's it's the entire team you know uh running at the at the problem it's not you know it's not he's not playing tennis he's playing rugby here i mean you know he's got got the whole side um, with him
1: that's absolutely right i mean one of the reasons we take a when we're helping consultants, we take this community approach to it is is because we've seen how effective it is when people go talking to customers, they're no longer talking about what they can do. They're really understanding the customer's problem because they know they can solve any problem the customer's got. So they go much deeper with their customers as a result and the relationship goes a lot deeper as a result. Um, What tends to happen when you're relying on your own skill set as your resource is you tend to filter the customer's problems to fit your capability that really limits the depth you go with with the customer and limits you almost don't want the customer to wander into areas where you don't have capability so um, if you go there and turn up a customer knowing you can solve any problem they've got it's a very different confidence level it's a very different conversation as a result but we see that a lot with so it's which is one of the key reasons we take this whole community approach but um you know we're not we're not giving these tips out here because we're trying to promote what we do what we've seen is that the community approach um in both the delivery and the the customer approach is so effective compared to do it, trying to do it on your own
0: well, you were you're talking a minute ago about, you know, just being able to deliver if you have a limited skill set. I mean, you're also limited in the solutions you can provide. And you will try to, I mean, it's almost like a false, you know, a false resolution here. You're you're going to aim the solution at something you can deliver. And it may be not even close to what needs to be, you know, utilized to address the issue. You know, that's just all I've
1: got to offer, you know, type thing. Well, interestingly, what happens again it's not all the time but it's common that we see it is consultants focus on their solution not on the client's problem and you know no matter uh, and in fact the more technical people's solution and the more um sophisticated it is the more they tend to fall in love with their own solution rather than the customer's problem And and i don't mean that in any derogatory way it's just a natural process we see it a lot with um, with software companies actually uh where they're really they're, they put so much engineering into their solution they uh they're not they're not so focused on the customer's problem but more about how their solution fits their world you know well the issue is from the customer's perspective and this is often a bit of a wake-up call for people customers actually don't care about your solution they don't have absolutely no interest in it and that that um, can be a bit alarming for people sometimes. But you know, they don't, they don't care, they just want you to solve their problem. And they don't care whether your solution is green, yellow, purple, blue, or whether it dances or whether it doesn't. They're interested in you being able to solve their problem, and them have confidence that you can solve their problem. Um, So it comes down to trust in two levels, they've got to trust you personally, of course, but they've got to be able to trust you can deal with the issue. So um, again, that's a tougher gig if you've just got your skill set
0: to rely on. Um, right. And that's a that's such a great point you just made about the about the two levels of trust. I mean we've mentioned it on multiple episodes about the no whole city. idea. It's so easy to talk about the customer trusting you, but they also have to trust that you can deliver that you can deliver a solution, you can solve their problem. And I, you know, Peter it's yeah. a it's a great topic. Uh, that we we chatted about today the just you know utilizing a wider skill set through community and you know as we wrap up today as we wrap up this episode i'd, I'd love for you to to give us just a kind of a quick story or case study you know around this that that uh really kind of drives the point home as
1: as we're wrapping up sure well, we've probably got uh rather than a home individual we've got multiple cases i guess but let me set the scene around that We see time and time again, people, when they tap into a community, suddenly start to change what they think their business can do from a capacity perspective or a skills perspective and rethink their consulting practice business plan, if you like, for one of a better term. So a kind of light comes on where they think, you know, I was aiming at this place in the market because of my experience. Well, actual fact, now I look at it, I've got a much much wider market I can go after, um, and I, it doesn't rely on me being a, a specialist in this particular industry or this particular market. I can solve just about any problem at this, and now I can engage just about any company I want at any level I want. But it also changes people's perception of the size of companies they can deal with, um, and. Again, people doing consulting on their own, um, not not always. I mean, there's some great examples of individual corporate advisors, but more often than not, people start to migrate towards smaller businesses because they feel they can deal with it from a capacity perspective. And when they tap into a community, suddenly the mindset changes around them, listen, um, so I guess the case study here is that we see time and time again, consultants delivering significant assignments with multiple resources when they would have never have dreamt of doing that a year ago. You know, it's just uh, it changes how they think about the market. And that, of course, changes dramatically lifts the ceiling of revenue. Um, you know, there are these sort of earning barriers that people go through. And one of them, is definitely there if you're a loan resource and you're selling time you hit a barrier and the barrier is just about the same for everyone and interestingly we see that barrier is more or less the same country to country um it changes it swings 10 or 20 percent just because earnings in countries swing by that amount but, right but the barrier is set because people run out of time so um yeah it, we we have multiple cases where we now have consultants that are delivering much, much bigger assignments with customers. And I'm deliberately not being specific, because I've got to start talking about names and companies, and it's all a bit sensitive, but um, it changes their expectation of what they're going to do as a consultant, and changes their expectation of um, where the limits are.
0: Well, that might be a great segue to uh, to our next episode. I mean, we may want to bring on a special guest that that has had had the benefit of leveraging, you know, the uh, the wider sure. skill set yeah. in the community yeah. and the wider capacity and the wider, you know, um, it's there's a third level of trust too. It's that it's trusting that the people that you would bring on they could deliver. You know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. I mean, it's you know, these you are members of community. It's, I, you know, I, I, it's, it is my reputation that I'm putting out there and sure. I've got a, the people that, you know, the subcontractors or whatever, so, so to speak, that I'm bringing alongside to, to help me deliver on this pro- project I, I have to trust that they can do what they say they're going to do as well. So it is a, uh, it is a multi-tiered, you know, approach uh, when you, when you talk about trust
1: that's what makes building these communities so time consuming and so difficult. And, you know, we do quite a bit of vetting ourselves before we bring people into to our membership because um, they have to have a reasonable capability, but also be community minded. You know, people have to be able to trust them. The rest of the community is going to be able to trust them. And so are the customers, you know, so it is. And, and that's the point I was making before. If you're not currently in a community and you want to build one, um, allow yourself a lot of time to do that because it, it, it's not as easy as it sounds.
0: Well, this is uh, this is a great wrap up to uh, to the third driver, the customer choice drivers that we've, we've talked about in, in this series and the advising in the new economy a wider a wider conversation. But um, you know what a way to wrap up around just how do you develop a wider skill set and what what resources can you bring to bear. You know when you're when you're going to work on projects and 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 as without an advisor, giving your something. revenue away, I mean, without giving revenue away, and actually not just giving away but increasing your capacity to earn, you know yeah, for exactly. sure. Um, but yeah, it's been another great episode. And uh, Peter, thanks again for just just taking your time and and in the middle of your day there and and uh, really just sharing your expertise and and in a in a very you know easy conversational way that we've had that had to <laughs> chat on this. Uh, you know, during this series, I've, I've really enjoyed just um, hearing the stories and and really s- practical advice every time, every episode that we, we chatted. I mean, there are things that are really uh, great takeaways for somebody that is really wanting to know more about the advising or consulting space. And um, it really is just a, a great series, the consulting curve, the community approach to clients and consulting. Peter, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure.
1: Thank you.